Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. Stopping to consider and giving thought to what God has done and accomplished through Christ and His cross. The complete work, the complete work that Christ did on that cross for the church. And we have a written record of that work. And it is written for us for a very specific purpose. It gives witness, not only here on earth, but in heaven, as to what the Son of God did while He was here on this earth. For mankind, for those of the Adamic race, and has delivered us so that we can be made into the image of Christ Himself, to the honor, to the glory of God. In the book of 1 John, in chapter 5, verse number 6, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bears witness because the Spirit is truth. And of course, in the book of John, in chapter number 14, 15, and 16, it does talk about when Jesus said the Holy Spirit is going to come. And when he comes, he's going to be the spirit of truth. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to lead you into things that are yet to come. So the Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus bears witness of all that he did. Jesus came by water and he came by blood, born of a woman and died and shed his blood for us. And the Holy Spirit is witness to this. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, it says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. The Heavenly Father sent the Son. The Son, the Word, the Logos of God, said, I will go. And he took on the form of a man, being God himself. And the Holy Ghost that anointed Jesus, these three are one. Just like it says in, uh, in the scripture here, this is the record for there are three that bear record. Now it's important to understand in the Old Testament it was required of any accusation, of any crime, of anything, that there be two or three witnesses. Well, so far we see that there is at least three, not two, but three witnesses that are uh, established in heaven and three witnesses established on earth. God did not choose angels up there to be witnesses, even though they are and they've seen but he himself, the word himself, and of course, uh, the spirit of God. Then it says in verse number 10, He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. You can testify to what he has done in your life, having forgiven us from our sins, having brought remission, having brought reconciliation, having brought restoration. All the, we are personal witnesses. But Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, 
In other words, I'm going to give you delegated authority so that you can bear record to what I have done in and through my son. And that record is going to be also confirmed and established by the Holy Spirit himself, as he did with the apostles in Hebrews and in the book of Acts, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, and and then the book of uh, Luke, in in the book of Mark, excuse me, in chapter 16, bearing record with them, uh, working together with them. He testifies as to what Christ has done and his work, a finished work for mankind, a complete work of redemption. So, once again, he that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believeth not has made God a liar. Because he believeth not the witness, the record that God gave of his Son. It was written so that every man here on this earth could have the opportunity not only to read, but have someone read and the others hear of what God has done. It is his record. It is his written record for us, according to First John 5.11. And this is the record. This is the witness that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Having Jesus, the Son of God, in our lives is in itself a witness as to what took place 2,000 years ago and how that work that took place 2,000 years continues to draw men unto Christ. He said in John chapter uh, 3 that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So the cross and Christ, having been on that cross, draw men. Why are they drawn to the cross? Because of the magnetic work and pull of the cross. It attracts the sinner. And it is there where he finds his redemption. As as cruel as a weapon and an instrument of uh, punishment as it was. It was the pivoting point for every human being that has believed on Christ to have the witness that God bore record that he accomplished all this work in and through his son. Now, in verse number 11, it says, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Now notice verse 12 and 13. The scripture says, He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. And the word life here that is used is not your regular word, your regular biology life, you know, your existence. But it's the word zoe. Now it's important for us to understand 
that the word Zoe here is the life that is in God himself. It is a life that does not need anything or anyone in order to continue to exist or survive. It is life that is in God, and that is the life that he gave unto his son. That life is called eternal life because it will last throughout all the ages. Life that just continues, but it emanates, it flows, it comes from God himself through his son. You have to have the Son of God in your life in order to have this life. A person can have life here on earth. You can have existence. You can have job. You can have uh, uh, the things of this world and yet never have the Son of God. Having the Son of God is having eternal life, having true life. And that life in Christ bears record that God has given Christ as our eternal life to believe on him, to hold on to him. It says in number 12, he that has the son has life. He that has not the son has not life. Notice there's not 10 different choices or options or 10 different ways or choices. There is just one. If you have Jesus in your life, you have life. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you don't have life. So that means any other way of trying to attain eternal life through works, through deeds, through any other form other than through Christ himself will mean you will either have him and have eternal life or not have him and not have eternal life. In verse number 13, 1 John 5, 13, These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. Notice, we not only believe on Jesus, but we believe on that name. We are actually commanded in the book of 1 John, in chapter 3, we are commanded to believe in that name and be able to, in that name, pray, use it, uh, uh, in that name, continue to, to adhere to it. It says in 1 John, in chapter number 3, starting in verse number 20, it says, And for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. And this is, and, 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 and it says, and uh, uh, we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing to his, uh, to his sight. Now, here it says, this is his commandment. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. Love one another as he gave commandment. So we are commanded to believe 
on the name of Jesus. It is a commandment. Stop and think about that. Why believe on that name? Because it is the name that is above every name. Why is that name above every name? Well, you stop and consider the person to whom that name was given. He was the Word in God. He was the Word in heaven, manifested and born of a woman as a man here on this earth. He tabernacled and walked this earth as a human being in flesh, in bone, in blood. And he lived and overcame an enemy that had, had dominated man since the fall of Adam. And powered by the Holy Spirit, he demonstrated that it was possible for a man through the power of God and through the help of Jesus in his life to overcome everything and anything that this world, that Satan or the flesh or whatever could throw at him. So we are commanded to believe on the name of Jesus. These things I have written unto you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, so that we can know right now, we can have that assurance, and that you believe on the name of the Son of God. So we are to believe on that name. And it says in verse number 18, And we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but is, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one touches him not. Notice, we keep ourselves, we're born of God, born of his spirit, and then it says God protects us, the wicked one cannot touch us. And it says in verse number 19, 1 John 5, 19, And we know that we are of God, and that the whole world, the cosmos, lies in wickedness. Why? Because the God of this cosmos and age has them under his control. But as soon as they hear the witness of the Spirit of God, the witness of those that have eternal life, they have an opportunity to have the light enter into their hearts and minds and see the name that is above all names in whereby they might be saved. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination that God has delegated to us through Christ the authority to bear witness and record to what he has done. The Lord richly and fully bless you. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draw near. Amen.